Hey, welcome to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. Today I have uh, my friend, and he's also my boss, Chris Holcomb, and we're going to talk about a couple things. I think I could see him being a regular regular old guest, you know, having him on here frequently, um, depending on how people like him. So anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy. <laughs> Okay, hey Chris, so um, I want to, you're a little weird when you get behind the mic, right? Like Super weird. You feel a little uncomfortable. It's it's odd. Yeah, it's not your it's not your home base. So I want to throw a couple questions out there that literally are, I'm just asking you to, to make you feel better because I just want you to feel comfortable and I want you to look like a winner. I want people to, to know the kind of strength and endurance that you carry around, okay? <laughs> All right, so first question, just simple, okay? okay? Just real softball, throwing it up, you hit it out of the park. Like uh, between you and I, comparatively, who's faster in a foot race? Oh, wow. Um, that would definitely not be me. You you would be much, much faster than me, for sure. I think you're after thinking <laughs> through it, I apologize that does make me look better let's go second one this one's probably gonna hit you right where you need it who wakes up with more energy oh wow um stumped again gonna go oh and two here you would definitely have more energy in the morning than i would for sure okay that one's on me i'll make sure i (laughs) i'll get through this one here we go this one you can't lose at who is more fiscally responsible So I feel like these questions were for you. You would definitely be more fiscally responsible than I would. I I don't know who wrote these questions. I told them get get make him look like last one. Who could do more push-ups in concession? You know what? Forget the questions. Okay. Um, all right. Let's just let's just get into it. Um, today I wrote you. I said, hey, today Chris, we're gonna do a podcast and let's do it at nine nine o'clock. And you texted me last night and said, can we do 9.15? I was like, sure thing, buddy. I'll move heaven and earth for you, okay? <laughs> it's about 9.30. I haven't heard from you. I'm all set up for the podcast. And you go, hey, running a little late. Got a couple things I got to do. Um, is it cool if we maybe do 1.30? I was like, all right, sure. Let me maneuver my entire day, cancel any appointments <laughs> I had, and and make sure that uh, I can meet with you. So then, I don't know, it's it's 1.29. You said, hey, is there any way that maybe we could do it another day? And um, I sent you a very passive text saying is this your your confirmation canceling because mm-hmm. i don't want to have to pack up my microphones for the fourth time today right and then um then you stumbled into my office and we actually just i started counseling you through some of the pain that you were going through right right and then you were like all right let's do it so instead of all the questions i sent you earlier um which were really good things and i think a lot of people would enjoy but we'll skip all those for your sake yeah and uh we're going to talk about the one that it's fun and it's one that i've talked about already on a previous episode and we're going to cover it and it's this idea of leadership Mm -hmm. and i wrote it down i was like leadership overrated you know like as a joke and um it's not, but first of all, let's just say, when you hear the word leadership, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, hearing the word leadership, first thing comes to my mind, um, I mean, it is influence. I mean, that is something that we've talked about a lot. That's something that you are really passionate about. That's something that uh, mentors of yours, like uh, Mr. John Maxwell. Good friend. Yeah, good, good friend. You guys were, uh, you guys are tight. Just spent some time with him this morning. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, leadership is influence. Uh, it is about 
um, being a being in a position where you have the ability to influence and and lead people and help them get to a place that they want to go move a person from point a to point b um so yeah that's kind of what so I when about. you say in a position you what do you mean by that yeah i think it's a good question because uh, i think a lot of times leadership is often given with um positions of of power but you don't have to be in a position of power to be leading somebody and so uh you place yourself in a position uh among a group of people in which people start looking to you uh, for direction, for guidance, for, uh, for you to help them and give them opportunities so that they can be the most successful versions of themselves. Um, and that's, that's really what true leadership would be. Yeah, I love the... I think it's like maximizing opportunity. So one of the sermons that I have preached a few times, and I'm sure I'll even end up throwing up on here, uh, is... What I like to call this idea of having like a turnaround presence, and there's this lady in the Bible who has a sickness, and she's had it for 12 years, and she just at this point is like, you know what, maybe this Jesus guy can do something about it, and he's in a crowd of thousands of people walking through. She decides to reach out, touch him, and is healed, And um, but even from that, like she could have ran away, but Jesus turns around, and when he turns around, who is standing there? But the woman, like she's still standing there, which creates an even bigger miracle. Jesus blesses her with his words. And I think it's this idea like that I like to hold on to that I talk about a lot. It's like availability. So like when there is someone, let's say you're even one of the questions about this leadership topic is like, well, what if I'm on the bottom of the totem pole? Like, and what if I don't have any type of position that I'm leading or whatever? You can actually influence the person all the way at the top of the totem pole right. by when they turn around, you're standing there. Yeah. So it's just picking little things like, hey, you know, my boss, how can I help you by just let me go get air put in your tires because they're looking a little low and you're busy and handling big things. But I'm not, you know, I don't know. Right. Just like this idea of being there when someone's looking for someone to step up. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I, I'm a firm believer that no matter where you are at in life or in a job or a career or even as a college student or interning or serving uh, in any capacity, you can always raise your leadership. Uh, you can always be creating your opportunities for leadership by serving others, by looking for opportunities uh, for you to jump in and be the person that says, I can do that job, uh, that, hey, I'll take that responsibility on. Um, you can always be raising your capacity for leadership at whatever position you're in. As a mom, as a friend, as a boss. So I think even when we look at you, like what gives you credibility to say this? Well, I mean, like you're leading over 12 people just like direct like you're literally managing 12 people you know and and you're on our uh staff's executive team for pastor rick which is really cool you get to yeah. work really closely with him mm -hmm. and um and so you are leading not just i happen to be one of the few individuals that doesn't have like a full-blown team it's just kind of me and you and i kind of I, you're <laughs> right. kind of my partner but yeah. every other like youth group they have multiple youth pastors and children's have multiple so there's a lot of different things going there um and so you lead all that so you you literally are working through how to be a better leader every day yeah i remember uh, i was four years ago when uh 
Pastor Rick asked me if I would be if I would be interested in, in being an executive pastor. And at that point in my uh, life, you know, I'm 26 years old, and they're asking me if I'd be interested in being on the executive staff here at BFC. And my immediate answer was no. Uh, I don't feel qualified to do that. I don't feel like I'm the right person to do that. Um, I didn't feel like I had any of the gifts or credentials to step into a role in that way. And um, ultimately came to the place that that's the reason probably why God wants me to take that position in that role, because I I didn't have the credentials. I didn't feel like I had the abilities uh, to do that and ended up deciding that I feel like God's leading me in that direction, that that's an opportunity for me to step in and start raising my capacity for leadership, start growing uh, my capacity for leadership, and ultimately try to have a, a greater influence on other people. Yeah, and so when we, like, I want to talk specific, you, first of all, you said you were 26, mm-hmm. so I'm, I should be getting a promotion pretty soon. soon. That's my expectation. Yeah. Okay. So when we talk about capacity, I think that can sound like, oh, that sounds like good leadership talk, like achievement, growth track, success, you know, and you're like, okay, what does any of that mean? So, but I, we have kind of our definition and the way that we think about it. Capacity. One of the things I think we've talked about is like, um, kind of the more you juggle the more plates that you're spinning in the air Mm -hmm. the more some little things like while you're growing that capacity you actually fail in a lot of areas so you drop a lot of plates so like for me we've always said like i have i feel like i have a really really good memory and like i've never really written anything down but as my responsibilities have been growing and just being in charge of of more people whether that's just kind of pastoring and walking through them starting a little business having to do whatever i begin to realize i I mean i will just blow past dates (laughs) if I don't like write them down now like yeah. and I used to never forget dates or anything and now those little things kind of just go out the window um, but I, I was thinking about and I sent this to you and I'm sure you didn't read it because you don't really care but um, <laughs> that idea of like raising your capacity is kind of like I want to parallel that with like gift diversification and so again that's not like that also is sounds like another one that should fall into growth track yeah. vocabulary. But it's this idea of if someone has $100,000 and someone has $10,000, all really good wealth advisors are going to tell both of them the exact same thing. The secret to growing their wealth, protecting it, will be in diversifying it. Because when you have it allocated in different areas, the, the better it has a chance of growing, even if the market's down. Okay, So just because the person with 10 k doesn't have 100 k doesn't mean they can't like diversify yet now they might not have obviously as much in different asset allocations as the other person but it's still important they get diversified so i think about you perfect example so you're like okay this is getting weird like it sounds like this should be just on nerdwallet.com or something but uh sponsored nerdwallet thanks uh (laughs) but i see it like this like with chris you are like you know i'm not a children's pastor and and I'm thinking about it more now than ever, but for most of even my ministry, like I've never really thought about children's ministry. Like I just hasn't been an area that I'm spending a lot of my time or 
think you know thoughts about but with you like that is something you're diversifying your gifts so like no i don't think you've ever been like hey i'm going to be a children's pastor one day but you work heavily with our children's ministry and you work heavily with our youth and you work heavily with our uh, after school program and with college so like Though you're not necessarily the pastor for each of those things, you're involved and you have to care, you know what you're doing. And so it's like you're not you're not funneled into one thing. It's kind of you're mixing out your what you're good at. And in turn, it's going conti- to like you're only going to get better because you're you're thinking and doing all these things in different areas. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, no, it does. You're driving. You're like, yeah. this is the what am I listening <laughs> what to? What am I listening to? I am to so right confused. Here. Um, I, when I talk about raising your capacity for leadership or what word did you use? Gift diversification. Yeah, that, that's, that's messy, but I mean, that's what the word I used. Yeah. But so when I think about that raising of capacity, I mean, I just look back at my own experiences. Um, you know, when I was in high school, uh, I remember, you know, your um, senior class president playing football, like trying to figure out a way for my now future wife to be my girlfriend. Like, and I felt like I was as stressed as I've ever been, mm. you know, just stressed. Just I mean, I got a lot going on. I, mean, I got, gosh. I got acne going on. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Uh, what's next and, and truly get to a place of feeling completely overwhelmed right then you fast forward you're in college and you know my senior year you're taking 21 hours of all upper division theology and ministry uh, classes um trying to get engaged i'm um, waiting tables trying to figure out what you were in 21 hours 21 hours senior year yeah that's ridiculous yeah well i dropped a few classes the years before so yeah eventually so you gotta take them yeah see so uh you know so then you, you're at that place of going, man, I'm the most stressed I've ever been. You know, man, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just buried under it. Uh, you know, and then we kind of look at those days and we're like, man, I had so much time on my hands. Uh, man, I had more time in college than I ever had before. Well, why is that? It's because our capacity is raised. Like my ability to handle stress uh, and how much stress I can handle has increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, my desires and the things that bring me joy have increased. I've been reading um, something lately that says the amount of stress that you can handle is directly correlated to the level of success that you achieve. And mm. and let that be success, you know, healthy family and, and loving marriage and all, you know, let that include everything. And but in that, you're going to handle a whole lot of stress, you know. Yeah. So I really, I've been holding on to that. So yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So you know, when you're when you're having to jump into a children's, you know, ministry conversation, then you're having to jump over into a youth ministry conversation, and then talk about something going on in rec and a problem happening in an after school program, and trying to still be involved in things that and are be taking, a DJ. We haven't even talked about yeah. our side hustles. Yeah. And then you're, you're still getting home in the evening and you're trying to be a dad and you're trying to be a good husband. And you're also trying to continue to live a healthy lifestyle and make good choices there. Uh, along with when everybody goes to bed, then you're picking up, you know, stuff that you might do on the side, uh, like a DJ business or, or whatever else it may be. Cleaning windows, yeah. streakers window cleaning. Exactly. Uh, you begin to realize that you're hitting your capacity multiple times. And, and you might be asking yourself, if you're listening to this and you're going, man, I lay down at night and I just feel super stressed. 
Like, I feel like I am so busy. I can't get it all done. There's no way I have enough hours in the day. I'm just, I just feel like I'm, I'm reaching my max. Um, you are, I am convinced that you are in a growing capacity season. Like you are hitting the lid and you are hitting the top. You are hitting the ceiling and uh, keep battling through that season. Keep finding ways uh, to be successful. Keep carving out as many hours in your day that you can uh, to be just a little bit more productive. Um, and, and I believe you're in, a, you're in a growing season and your capacity is rising. And the next time you're in that environment, you're going to have been more successful and you're going to start hitting your head again at the top. Yeah, I really like that. And that reminds me, I was just listening to T.D. Jakes, surprise, surprise, um, the other day. And he was talking about like when you get from one to 10, like once you're at 10, you're like, man, I'm at the top. Like, and, and a lot of us, that's kind of where man, it's, it's getting tough to sleep and um, I'm maybe doing some good things and I'm leading this group or whatever. Uh, but he says there's always another level and that's 11. And the hard part is, is that you're kind of starting over. But then you get up to 20 and you're like, yeah, I did it. But then there's 21. And so it's like, we want to keep breaking through to the next one right and i think that's so important because it's easy to just kind of if you have that i don't know if you have that drive like maybe some people are like i think i love being nine or ten you know like i you and i have had this conversation many times but i i don't believe that every single person wants to do that and they don't i don't believe that every single person has that kind of drive i i genuinely believe that there is different makeup in each one of us um, and things that drive us, things that uh, push us and motivate us are, are different in every setting. Every person is a little different in that stuff. Um, and so I, some, I a lot of times encounter people um, where I find myself wanting more for their life than they actually even want for themselves. I find that for myself every day. I mean, I, anyone I encounter, I'll, I'll be having coffee with somebody and we're having a great conversation. And I mean, I, I start finding myself going, man, you're about to be a business owner, man. What, what, what do you want to do? What's your dream? Like I start giving them their dreams. (laughs) Right. And I leave that going, that's not what they want to do at all. You know, they're, they're very content, very happy, uh, with what God's doing in their life, decisions that they're making, and and where life is right in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish I had that life. Yeah, I think that's um, that. Actually, I want to ask this question. I know that this wasn't. See, you've warmed up. You've done good. Let's give them a high rating, guys, a five, and then a subscribe. Just to let them know how much we care. Um, <laughs> uh, I think people want to know this. Um, where have you seen my capacity grow in the last year and a half? Oh wow. Like no one, no. It's like no. We don't care, Tim. Like no. I I think that's good. Your capacity has grown a lot, um, and in some ways, you know, you have found ways to even be leading me in a lot of areas. Um, man, you really put me on the spot here. Yeah. So he's crying, I'll, guys. I'll just Classic say Chris Holcomb. Already just, tearing up. I'll just say it. Um, I've seen your capacity grow in your patience with other people. Mm. You live life fast. You you live life full throttle. Uh, it is. It's a bit aggressive. <laughs> um, 
But as I've gotten to watch you kind of learn that those are your strengths, uh, but you also you have these these things that are your weaknesses, like we all do. Um, you're you're learning how to live within your strengths really really well, but recognize your weaknesses. Uh, recognize where are the places that you need to slow down, where are the places that uh, you do need to uh, care for somebody and spend some time listening to them, loving them, um, not just trying to fix their problem, but walking with them through Mm -hmm. it. I've seen your capacity grow in the way that you are developing into a pastor. Uh, And a pastor and a leader are often the same, but they also can be very different. And I think when you can connect pastor and preacher, like those are really different, you know, and to think that how much we love preaching, but you didn't, like just now, you didn't say anything about, that. like it was much more kind of things that are important. Like that's a real, preaching is a really important yeah. part of it. Um, but anyway, dude, thanks. That was really sweet. Yeah. Kind. We're still waiting for the preaching to come around. Yeah, yeah no, still terrible joking. preacher. Um, you know, and I think that that's, that's cool because it comes off of what you just said. Like not everyone wants to be like us, like live fast and aggressive, you know, and a perfect example of that is my perfect, beautiful, sweet, precious wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, I love you. Like, and uh, she is, I wake up 90 miles an hour, but then I can also drop down to 10, you know, like that. If something can, I'm, I'm emotionally unstable at times, but she's kind <laughs> of uh, a 45 all the time and we've talked about this really early on even in your and my friendship because you were helping counsel me through something that I don't know I was probably mad about something like Emma doesn't get it Emma doesn't get that I am seriously thinking about running for president one day like she doesn't <laughs> understand and uh, you were like you you showed me some graph or something and yeah. uh, talked about I'm only going to be able to get where I hope to go because of her stability and mm-hmm. so I think that that's really important too is having if you are like us and you have this drive, like you have to have people around you that are different and then you can't try to make them like you. Like that's a real, so one of the questions is what is the most important part of leading people? And I think it just answered it. Literally it's leading in their individual, like who are they? You got to figure out who they are and lead them in the way that is best for them. Not everyone's going to be led in the same way. Yeah. I think that's really good. The working professional relationship that I have with you is drastically different from the working relationship that I may have with somebody else on my team. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to find a way to float between and evolve and diversify between those different relationships that you have, you know, in leadership. There is no way that it is a one size fits all for a person that's in a leadership position that I can just lead this way with every single person that's on my team. You, you just can't do it. You have to learn and constantly be learning about each person that is around you. Yeah. Cause I think otherwise you just come off really cold yeah. and so that's good. dude. I love that. Um, well, I think that, and I'll even, I'll throw out, we, we'll wrap it up here in a second, but I think that, uh, for you, um, I've just feel like it's, we just made today, this morning, you came back, you were gone this week, this weekend, you were speaking at an event 
and um, that was awesome. And so you'd miss Monday. You come back this morning. We hear your voice. We all waddle out, meet you in your office. And then as you're coming out of your office, I literally notice that we are in a line behind you. There's four <laughs> or five of us. And I'm like, good night. Look, we're like Chris's little ducklings walking behind. Like, and um, But it's a testament to the fact that you just – you. We love that you lead us, and you lead us so well, and that's literally, like, I make the joke all the time with them, I'm like, I just hate how much Chris is a leader in my life, like, and that I've given you that. I think even, I don't know, it was, it was right after I got here, I was like, honestly, Chris is someone that if he was like, hey, we're, we're, we gotta rob a bank, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> sure. Like, and, and I'm sure there's a good reason. Like, it's probably to pay for some kids' medical bills, you know? So, like, I'll do that for you. Like, but, um, so I think with you, the things that I've seen is just, um, kind of having more patience in general. So, not just with people, but just like, hey, like, we'll be patient over this period of time, like what we are hoping for and believing in for, you know, reaching lost people and helping grow our church and doing what we can to help Pastor Rick, all of those things. Like, I just see that you uh, are just patient in all of it. And so um, I think that's what's helped me then also be patient, you know, and, and um, listen, is it my five to 10 minute pep talks I give you? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that helps. They're helpful. Um, but anyway, so I think that's a big one. And just seeing your, um, I don't know, without getting to the, the weeds, but your stability in so many different things mm-hmm. and uh, being able to watch that and learn from that and like your just calmness, like, and the fact, so my word of the year this year is listen, and I have told people, hey, part of it is, is one of the things about Chris, that I think the reason he leads people well is because he's a ridiculously good listener. Whether you, that's intentional or not, like, I don't know, is that just something you're naturally good at or if you no, worked really? if, if, if my wife was on this right now, she would be going, he's not a good listener. Well, uh, so, you know, but I've, I've learned that in my leadership professionally, like that probably is the number one gift that I can possibly give to anybody that I'm in a relationship with is listening to them. So we're getting to the heart of the issue here, Chris, and this is all for this moment that I'm counseling you in your marriage that maybe you should focus more on being a better listener at home as it well. It is true. Yeah. So that's it. So, you know, done. and that would be a great thing for a podcast is what do you do really well professionally that doesn't translate to when you go home? Dude. Because I sometimes pour it all out here mm-hmm. and then I, uh, Hannah gets the leftovers. That's really good. You know, which yeah. is a real, that's a, that's a real life topic. No, I like that. We'll talk. I'm, I'm noting that right now. Um, no, you, not, you didn't write anything no, I did down. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noting it in my brain. Remember, I'll totally forget Teeks, my capacity. Uh, all right, as we close, um, oh man, here's one question we're gonna have to save for another time. But let me just throw it out there to get the appetite for everyone. It says this: Let's talk about how that time I saved your life by sacrificing my body to save you from a a, a gruesome stingray attack. But that's for another episode. So stay tuned. All right, you have a minute and a half to impact a room of thousands, and yet no one will care except for the one person in the back. What are you saying? One person in the back. No one else cares. But you have to have their attention because there's thousands, and you can't just put them to sleep. Yeah. Man. I think I would... um 
over the last year and a half, I've been realizing that I am way stronger than I ever thought I was. Hmm. That I can be more disciplined than I ever thought I could be. That I have more to offer than I ever thought that I could. Um, and that God has truly called me. And so I think if I was going to say one, try to impact one person in a room of a thousand, uh, I would try to encourage somebody that they are way more gifted, way stronger um, than they ever thought possible. That's and, a, I just got inspired. And that there really isn't anything that they can't do. That's I mean, good. There's nothing. Well, I mean, they can't breathe underwater without the right equipment. Well... But just get the right equipment and you'll <laughs> okay. breathe all day. Uh, uh, like that kid. You're like, come on, come Tim. On, like, that, yeah, ruin it. Um, okay, dude, I totally agree. And you know what? I, this is how I want us to end. I think that, and this is something that I'm realizing, um, I still feel 12, you know? I still feel 12 years old. And uh, even when it's like being married and doing some things that someone came up to me the other day and they're like, man, you and Emma, like, you're, you're making a lot of like, adult decisions I was like really because I feel like I wake up on a, a, a train that's going 80 miles an hour with no brakes like I don't but um, I think that and I'm like I'm noticing this from my own life and I think this goes along with that is that it's when we're growing when you're working hard you know when you're like I want to wake up I want to start my day off right I want to read scripture pray I want my wife to know that she's loved I want to do my chores. I want to go to work. I want to crush it there. I want to eat healthy. Look, I'm exhausting myself just all the things I'm naming, you know, and I haven't got to 12 o'clock yet, right? But like when you're doing all that daily and then some some of the days like you're in the midst of it. So it's like, you know, okay, well, I also had a fight with my wife this morning as I left, right? And while I was doing the dishes, I dropped a cup and it shattered in my sink. I left a glass because I didn't feel like dealing with it, okay? Like, it's all there. So it's like, when I'm facing a real-life situation, I don't feel like I've really grown a lot. And yet... Often, it's just like working out. When you've worked out for three months straight, you don't really feel all that different. And all of a sudden, people are grabbing your arms and they're like, man, you've been hitting the gym, huh? Mm -hmm. You've been working right. out. So in life, when you're working on growing and raising that capacity, often you don't realize that you're breaking through the ceiling. And uh, I think you have to listen to the right voices that are like, hey, like you're doing some... You're doing some awesome stuff. Like, keep it up. I, I love your encouragement. I, I love what you're doing. Keep keep working at it, you know? And uh, so I think in that, like, you have more to give than you think. You're stronger than you think. All that encouragement you just said, like, I think that everyone listening should be like, if you're going after it, remember that. Like, this worry, obviously we don't see you. We have no idea who's listening. But you can hold on to, you are growing. You only know you're in that season where your capacity is being raised because it hurts. Mm. Like you only know that you're in that place because you can feel the pain. Yeah. You, you, you feel the stress, you feel the burden, you feel you're the tired. weight of it. You're tired, you're worn out, you're, you're, you're anxious, Irritable. you're nervous, you feel like you can't do it. Um, man, congratulations. You know, you, you're doing something. That is every Stephen Furtick message in existence. And his church is huge, so he's probably doing something like <laughs> Your struggle is your strength that gets you to the triumph.
the power is in the purpose of your pain. Yeah. Anyway, of your pain. If you haven't listened to Steven, he's awesome. You should. We're not making fun of him. I love him. He has 13 million people on followers on Instagram. He, I heard he's planting a church at Mars, in fact. <laughs> um, no, 13 million? That seems really I don't high. know. I made that up. Anyway, I, I do believe that, though. Like, your tension... Tension builds strength. Working out, you're ripping your muscles. You know, classic deal there. But so anyway, well, cool, dude. I I think I want you on more. I think that was fun. And even as in the meantime, while I figure out what this podcast is all about and uh, whether people tell me they like it and they're subscribing and things like that, we'll, we'll continue to move in a direction that I think is fun. And I had fun. It's fun talking to you. I mean, this is stuff that we talk about literally every day. Yeah. So. Um, I have one question that we're not going to answer, but I think would be fun, and that's going over the Enneagram, and I think that would be fun, and so talking about how I saved your life would be fun, so all those things, but that's it. If you enjoyed today, let me know. I would love to uh, to hear about it. I'm really thankful. Just the last 11 that I put up all at one time, basically, I've had friends texting me, emailing me, letting me know, and just encouraging me, and so I appreciate that, so if this encouraged you, uh, tell me, because that makes me want to keep doing it and if it didn't then don't say anything because that just hurt my feelings now um anyway so thanks for listening to the timmy riggs podcast life in the meantime